The chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, the wicked quick sports betting podcast that is moving on up for Monday. I am Jimmy Brown, your host, and I am ready to get your week kick-started in the right direction with a bevy of sports betting information. The Chasing Ball Game podcast is brought to you by top-rated online sportsbook, mybookie.ag, the official sports betting site of the Chasing Ball Game podcast. If you're going to bet, you might as well bet with the best. And that's mybookie.ag. If you're new to the show, I appreciate you showing up. We are starting to get bigger and bigger, and it's all thanks to my listeners, a.k.a. the Chasers, who not only tune in every day, and I very much appreciate it, but you also give me some great sports betting information and sports information in general on social media that I can share for everybody. And today we have a busy, busy show As always, I'm going to tip things off with college basketball as we march into the madness that is the NCAA tournament. I have some more great betting information for now and for later on in the college basketball season, and I try to keep things going in a winning direction with my picks as I am on a hot streak in hoops at the moment. Then we're going to bounce over to betting the buckets, the NBA segment of the show, and I'll break down the Cavs win and a beyond-the-box score, discuss a calendar crunch, and give out a pick against the spread in the association to start your week off right. And finally, it's almost here. The Super Bowl is on the horizon. You can see it. I'm not even going to judge you for betting on the Pro Bowl. We only have a few days left before the big game starts between the Patriots and the Falcons. I'm going to look at the odds like I always do for the big game, discuss the latest movement, even talk about the referee assignment, and of course serve up another prop bet for the big game on Super Sunday. Chasing ball game is blazing quick with more than one pick, so let's get things started with college basketball. The college basketball season rolling right along. Another good weekend of college basketball, and this is the time to dig your heels in and crack open the books to do some research so you are ready for college basketball when the brackets are released a little over a month from now. It may seem early to some of you, but I'm telling you right now, it is never too early to bone up. For example, everybody talks about the number 12 seed being the seed to bet on from a dog perspective, but the number one, number 11 seed excuse me, has gone a solid 16-11-1 against the spread in the previous seven NCAA tournaments leading up to last year, so they should be on your radar as well. But I, I want to talk how college basketball in the NBA can often mirror each other, and I'm going to do this with systems. I have two NBA systems, the big game bounce back and superstar subtraction, and they also work in college basketball. Take Louisville, for example. Huge, huge double-digit chalk to the uh, NC State Wolfpack, and the points look too good to be true for NC State, who just were off a very big game where they beat Duke. 55% of the public got on board. They took the Wolfpack plus 14.5 points, but it was a big game bounce back. Duke, they beat Duke. That's a big game. When you have a big game like that, you are ultimately going to be hung over for the next game out. And look, if you want proof, just listen to the Wolfpack coach. Mark Gottfried said this, that team looked like we had a hangover out there. That wasn't the same team and the same energy we had four or five days ago. Not at all. Whether it was intoxicating, all that praise, we've got to learn how to handle it. Especially these young teams. College basketball it is a energy sport. It is fueled by emotions. And when you win a big game like that, it is nearly impossible to find a way to get up for your next game out. It doesn't matter who you're playing. In Louisville, they were missing two guards to include Louisville guard Tony Hicks. He's going to miss six to eight weeks with a broken bone in his hand. And that's where the superstar subtraction comes in. That's basically when you have star players out, you have big players out, the rest of the team 
steps up. The rest of the team answers the call and plays well, and boy, did they. I mean, the Cardinals made 12 of 24 from long range. That matched your season high total, and they shot at least 50% for the second straight game. They also had nine assists their fifth time this season that they had that many. So you got to watch for those two angles, especially as we get down uh, close to tournament time and Speaking of which, let's get to my pick. I looked to stay hot. I took Kansas plus seven on Saturday. They won outright. And for Big Monday, I'm not going to stay away from the big games. I'm going to talk Notre Dame and Duke. Notre Dame, not afraid of Duke since entering the ACC. Notre Dame has won five of the first six meetings since joining. The Irish have also won twice at Purcell Pavilion. They won last season for the first time in school history at Cameron Indoor. And they're just not afraid to play these teams. Plus, the Irish, they were caught looking ahead. Another system, by the way, you can use in college basketball. When they lost the Georgia Tech guard, Steve Vistura had his second least productive game of the season. He just scored five points on one of seven shooting. You can expect him to rebound, and you can expect this team to be ready for this game. If you want some trends, I got those two. Blue Devils, 5-16-1 against spread in their last 22 Monday games. They just don't play well in the early week. Not to mention that they are 1-5 against the spread overall, and the Blue Devils 1-6 against the spread in the last seven meetings. They're just not covering it. Give me the Irish in a pick game. And let's get to betting the buckets, the NBA segment of the show. We're going to start with beyond the box score, looking back at a few games that can give us a few tidbits, a few things to look for into the future. And first, Let's start with that Cavs' impressive win over the Thunder on Sunday. The Cavs have won two straight after losing six of eight. They played almost perfectly. They had 10 turnovers, held Oklahoma City to 37% shooting as a team. They played solid defense. Russell Wellsbrook triple-double, but only shot 27% from the field. His worst field goal percentage in a triple-double this season. To me, it's these role players that got to stand up for this team, and Tristan Thompson's always been one of them. You've always waited for him to go to the next level, and he really hasn't done it, but he looked great against the Thunder. Perhaps his best game of the season, 19 points, 12 boards, 4 steals, 4 blocks. Cavs are best, too, when they share the ball. Cavs have won the last 16 regular season games in which Kyrie Irving had at least 10 assists, which, of course, he had against the Thunder. But the reason I really wanted to point this game out is because Oklahoma City, they played its first game without reserve center Enos Cantor. He broke his right forearm, punching a chair of all things. Uh, and he had surgery Friday. He's going to be out for a month. This hurts this team. First of all, he was averaging 15 points when he came in, and they're going to miss that alone. But the rotation is really something they're going to have to toy with. I think this will be a problem with the Thunder for a long time. I talk about that Cavs defense uh, giving Russell Westbrook and perhaps his whole team fits. But that rotation had a lot to do with it, too. That's going to be hard to do when you're trying to change things up, and it showed in this game. Another game that everybody will be talking about today is the Knicks. They lost in four. That's right, four overtimes to the Atlanta Hawks, although the Knicks did cover the spread. Knicks played their first quadruple overtime game since 1951, and yes, these teams are going to be tired. Four of the starting five for the Hawks played over 50 minutes. Only Jennings and Lee played over 50 minutes for the Knicks. Derrick Rose did not play at all. That'll help him if he can suit up for the next one. Carmelo Anthony recorded his first 40-point game since November 2014, so we're going to have to pay attention to the schedule, and we know the schedule is always going to give us angles to watch, and in this case, we're going to watch both of these teams. So jump. let's jump right into the calendar crunch. The calendar crunch is simple. Let's just check out the calendar and find out teams that are in good spots, bad spots. Of course... 
we got to talk about the Hawks. They're fortunate. They're going to get two days off after this game. Then they hit the road for a back-to-back set in Miami and Houston. The Knicks are only going to get one day off before they start a back-to-back roadie against the Wizards and the Nets. They should be gassed for that Nets game, which is a three games and four nights as well. So look out for that. All this week, it's Orlando, Toronto, Denver, and the Thunder. All teams to watch as they've either started or they're about to start a five-game and seven-night stretch in the Cavs. They play in a back-to-back spot tonight, and uh, then they're going to host Minnesota on Wednesday. That'll be three games and four nights for them. And finally, the Sixers are on a road trip, and this week they'll play at Dallas and the Spurs before heading to Miami in what will be a three games and four-night trip with travel. Also, the next game in Detroit for them will be a tough one as they wrap up the road trip with four games and six nights. telling you right now, if you want to win in basketball, especially the NBA, you have to. And I mean have to pay attention to the calendar crunch. Now to my pick. I won my game last Friday with a play on those very same Knicks. And I'm back again with a solid pick for Monday night. I'm going to take the Phoenix Suns plus 3.5 at home against the Grizzlies. Grizzlies are playing good basketball. I'll give them that. But they're in a crunch playing their third and four nights on the road. Uh, Plus the Grizzlies expect Brandon Wright to make his season debut Monday uh, night. And look, he was sidelined recovering from an ankle injury. And I already talked about it. When you get rotations, there's problems. There's problems. You just got to work out these kinks. A tired team isn't going to be able to do that. I almost see this game as a throwaway from Memphis uh, where they probably won't play their best basketball. The Suns are off an ugly loss, but they respond well. They're 12-3 and against the spread in the last 15 games following a double-digit loss. The Grizzlies, 1-4 and four against the spread in the last five meetings. They don't play well here anyway. Give me the Phoenix Suns as my pick for tonight. Now on to the NFL. And look, if you're going to bet the Super Bowl, March Madness, all the big events, you have to have an account, mybookie.ag. You play, you win, and you get paid at MyBookie. And I have an exclusive bonus for all of my listeners. Go to mybookie.ag right now. Go to mybookie.ag right now and use this promo code, Chaser, C-H-A-S-E-R. Not only do you get an exclusive 100% bonus, but that will add up to an additional $3,000 in cash in your sports betting account just in time for Super Sunday. And tell them you heard about MyBoogie.ag on Chasing Ball Game, and you also get a free Super Bowl square. More money, more money, more money. Sign up today. All right, let's talk about the odds for the Super Bowl. Not much has changed. A little quiet out there. A little quiet, which is expected. Long week, long two weeks, that is. A lot of betting going on. Patriots still getting a lot of love, about 68% of the window. Uh, is on the Patriots, about 70% on the over. Line's still sitting around three. We've seen some three and a halfs peak in Vegas, not offshore. They're sitting right there in the three. A lot of people, it looks like they're trying to get some Patriot money, as I even see a minus three plus 102 at some shops. And there's a lot of money on the Falcons on the money line. So a lot of Falcon backers aren't even worrying about that three points. They're just taking them on money line. So this is going to be an interesting scenario for bookmakers who try to even things out. And again, that total sitting at about 58. I do see a few 58 and a halfs out there. We're going to see some more betting action towards the end of the week. So keep an eye on that. And of course, every day I'll update you right here on Chasing Ball Game on the latest odds for the biggest game of the year. Referee assignment, Carl Jeffers. He's going to be the head official for this game. Uh, he's had some questionable calls. He's the one, if you remember, uh, he called a holding penalty on Eric Fisher and the Chiefs, which pretty much cost him at least a tying chance against the Steelers, and he's the one Travis Kelsey bitched about for a bit. But he's in his 17th season. He's done it before. 
Uh, so he knows what he's doing. He's refereed 10 playoff games. And if you're looking at numbers, underdog 73 and 64 against the spread in the games that he has um, been officiating or a part of the officiating crew. Favorites 97 39 straight up. Teams getting greater than 50% of the bets, which the Patriots are 92 and 44 straight up. And the Patriots themselves 6 and 2 straight up, but just 2 and 6 against the spread. Over 69 and 66. So if you're looking for that kind of information, if you think the referees have a big impact in the game, and they most certainly do, um, that's something to take note of. But let's get right to the prop bet. And I'm going to go and take a peek at sacks. There's a prop out there I really like. It's the total sacks for both teams combined. Falcons and the Patriots. And I'm going to take the under 3.5. That means I need the Falcons and the Patriots to record no more than three sacks or 3.5. Seems like a small number, doesn't it? I mean, it seems like combined both teams could get four sacks easy. But if you listen to my other podcast, you know I think the running game will be a focus point uh, in this Super Bowl. Uh, all week long last week I talked about how I like to run, and I even made a few prop bets on the running game. So uh, there's other reasons too. Tom Brady doesn't run around a lot, and his average of 2.39 seconds from snap to throw keeps him out of big trouble. He does it all the time. Plus Atlanta. Their defense pressure QB is only 24.9% of the time, sixth lowest in the league, so they don't get after the quarterbacks. Uh, Matt Ryan's also a guy who gets rid of the ball quick, so I'm going to go under for this prop bet. That's under the 3.5 for Super Bowl 51 as far as sacks are concerned. That will do it for Chasing Ball Game. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out. You can catch us anytime on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes, and we like to make the show quick. We know your time is important, so the faster we go and the more information we can give you, the better we will get, and we're only getting better. Join in the fun. Become a chaser. All you have to do to be featured right here on the daily Chasing Ball Game podcast is just contact me on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ball Game, just like the latest chasers who have followed or shared information like Jeff, Will Polk, and Mr. Sib. I appreciate you guys. Welcome to the chase. And you're up, people. You're up. Hit me up and let's get it going because this sports betting community is growing rapidly and it's becoming a fantastic uh, place to be. So thanks again. Enjoy your Monday. And I'm glad you you made it for this uh, start of the week. And check in tomorrow. We'll be back at it again with all the information that you need to beef up your bankroll in basketball. And, of course, gear up for the big Super Bowl game between the Patriots and the Falcons. But until then, win big at the betting window and keep on chasing.